You know, it's quite interesting, and I feel God's timing is always good because here in our world, we are a bit, or quite more than a bit, the world is freaking out. The world is freaking out over coronavirus. And uh, just as I've, I've sort of sensed this, you know, fear is quite contagious. You know, people still are baffling with this whole idea of why would you want to go buy truckloads of toilet paper for coronavirus? There's still no logic in that. You know, and uh, just as fear is quite contagious, faith is quite contagious. Amen. Uh, and I think this is a time for us to really operate in God conference, not assumptions and not sort of walk that nothing's going to happen. No, we need godly confidence. Amen. We got to pray. We got to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us. And uh, don't be afraid. Amen. Don't be afraid. That's the main thing. Don't be afraid. Um, of what's going to happen. And, uh, you know, uh, Prince Charles was shaking someone's hand uh, and uh, the guy just went like this, you know, and there was a video of it. And either finally, you know, the world is catching up to, catching up to the Indian hello. Because <laughs> Indians go like this, they don't shake hands. You know, finally you're catching up to that. Yeah, that's good. Amen. We are, we are finishing the series on Jesus R2020. And uh, I want to say this, uh, Jesus is our perfect vision. And the theme scripture for this year is Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek God first. In the midst of everything you go through, seek God. When you seek God, you will find him that God is your hope. Amen. And then you see God, you will find him. God is your righteousness. Hello? God is your shield and your defender. He is your provider. He is your identity. Amen. And now we look at God, our healer. Jesus Christ is our healer. Jesus heals not only physically, but also emotionally. He is a God, when he touches, he just doesn't take infirmity out. He actually makes you whole inside out. Amen. He is a healer. The Bible teaches us constantly that wherever he went, he delivered people. He brought healing to their body, but he also brought healing to their mind and their spirit. People that were possessed were delivered. People that were, uh, uh, had diseases were healed. And we realize and we understand that the source is Jesus Christ. Excellent. And so I want to do a little bit of, um, uh, you know, sort of bring us to that Christ is our healer. And then we're going to get Sarah uh, Setter, who's from uh, doing internship here from Faith Bible College. She'll come and share her, her testimony. But I want to talk about when God created us, everything that he made was perfect. Amen. Everything he made was perfect, including man. You and I were very good. That's what Genesis 1.31 says. Man was made in the nature of God. And uh, what happened when sin entered, the nature broke. 
because sin broke that union with Christ and then sickness came in the first man therefore had a genes of god which meant there was no genetic disease in us before the fall we were perfect in christ the fall brought sin the fall brought uh, sickness the fall brought death not only spiritual but even in the physical realm and uh, so sickness jesus didn't come just to heal people i always say this healing is a byproduct okay healing is a byproduct because the main reason why god came so that he can find you and you find him and that you are you have salvation and you enter into the kingdom of light amen and All right so God likes to heal people he wants it that's God's desire he wants to heal people and he's always uh, uh uh in the bible we read he healed people and there's so many various stories in healing and now people came to God Jesus for healing but every time God Jesus healed them they also found salvation in Christ they found salvation in Christ and so it's very important for us to understand a lot of people come uh to healing uh, crusades or ministries and a healing ministry if there was a healing ministry guy i think this room will be packed it will be packed but what i'm saying is it's it's more Christ the healer amen praise god god gives people gifts but Christ is the healer He heals our infirmities. He he heals our diseases. Christ is our healer. But that's just a small part of the thing. But the main thing is that we find salvation in Jesus and he heals our heart. Amen. Matthew 8:16-17 says this. It it says that when evening had come they brought to him many who were demon possessed and he cast out the spirits with spirits with a word and heal all who were sick that it might it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness Jesus himself took our infirmities Jesus himself took our sickness and we are not talking about formulas we are not talking about some sort of mantras we are not doing that we are talking about he himself took our infirmities. So what I'm saying is when we pray because we're going to pray for healing today. If you got any sickness, we're going to pray for that. But you got to understand it Jesus himself took our infirmities. Okay? So it's like this he's a person. Now he took your sickness, he took your infirmities. And so and he died on the cross and he rose again on the third day and then as you know and i know the story that's what made a way for us to enter into the kingdom of god amen so now jesus took our sickness upon himself and now in in first peter 224 it says who himself again who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sin might live for righteousness by whose stripes we are healed so healing has nothing to do with our experience christ is our healer amen 
you might not be healed you might be healed there are so many stories that's got nothing to do with who Christ is he is a healer his name is jehovah rafa god who heals all right so he himself bore our sins in his own body so christ it's like christ see let's talk take an example here so it's like a doctor now a doctor might have studied mbbs md whatever they've done you might be an orthodontist or you might be a, a gastroenterologist you could be a gynecologist whatever it's your education but sick people go to a doctor amen they go to a doctor for prescription of medicines okay so in the, i'm not saying jesus is just a doctor but i'm saying in healing you got to go to jesus because in him there is healing so you have to enter into a relationship with jesus too there only in him there is healing and he is the healer exodus 15:26 says and jesus said if you diligently heed the voice of the law your god and do what is right in his sight give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes i will put none of this none of the diseases on you which i have brought on the egyptians for i am the lord who heals you i am the lord who heals you it's like it's it's not formulas it's not some methods it's not that it's christ is a healer and what he wants us to do is to run to our healer and i was thinking of this when my son you know as most of you know there were a couple of three times actually that we nearly lost leo and uh, this one time when he was lifeless and the paramedics carrying him and taking him and i gave leo cow's milk instead of soy milk so i poisoned him and the guilt of me poisoning him was killing me and i was feeling terrible and his lifeless is gone a little about semi purple and so i'm kind of going oh lord no this is not right and there's a tremendous amount of guilt upon me that i i probably might be killing my own son and so we car goes in the ambulance then i follow and there we are sitting and we look at this little boy he had to be rushed into resus um all the drama with the nurses the doctors and all that and the the good thing is he vomited it so that helped him a little bit but then we sit there and they put the thing on him and they're trying to make sure that his vitals are inter- internally internally are doing what they're supposed to do then we both sit there there's tremendous amount of guilt and fear and or oh, the fear of losing this child and imagine if i did lose lose him the guilt on me that i killed him this is reality i could have killed him and and in all this and it said you know we we began to pray for leo and the more we began to pray the more began to pray in the spirit pray pray out loud pray together as husband and wife in this uh uh icu we were praying for leo and uh the more we prayed somehow in my spirit it's like the fear has dissipated and i connected with god the reality didn't change but my hope in christ arose within me because i was inviting the healer i mean there were so many sorries i said to god that day because i didn't want to lose this little boy 
And so the, the, I was saying, God, we come to you. Lord, you are the Lord who heals. You, God, God, are a healer. So I come to you. Please touch this body. Breathe into him. And so the more I sought God, the person of Christ, the more actually my fear dissipated and there was a godly confidence within me. Now I can't show it to you, but I, you can sense it in your heart. And so what I'm saying that is sickness and disease is quite, a, it's quite daunting. It's quite, it's real. It's very, very real. But in these real times of fear, doubt and confusion and potential death, we are to run to our healer. He is our healer. The more I was praying that day, I was in, it's like I, my spirit was being enlarged. It was enlarging to the, I was conscious to the presence of God in the room. Praise God, Leo is still here today. You know, there are various ways of healing. There's a laying on of hands. The Bible teaches, oh, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Calling for the elders to anoint with, anoint you with oil. Now, it, it's again, it's not a formula, but you can call the elders and they can anoint you. But the, it's not, the elders don't have the magic, but it's the anointing that rests of, uh, uh, the, uh, God's anointing that rests on the elders. It's a biblical thing. But we are, again, we don't come in our different names. We come in the name of Jesus. Through prayer and agreement. Through your faith in God. You know, there are so many testimonies in the Bible where he said, Woman, your faith has healed you. Your faith has healed you. Now, faith is not a concept. Faith is a, it, it, it's birthed out of a relationship. Faith is not a concept. Do I have faith in God? I have faith in God. But it, it's, my faith in Christ is really developed in my relationship with Christ. It's like that lady, I don't know what came into her mind, but how can you go and touch the, the hem of his garment and then the virtue flowed from Jesus and he was fully with people and he said, somebody touched me. There was some sort of connection she had in the spirit and said, if only if I touch him, or even with the blind Bartimaeus, he said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. If only I can get your attention. This, this healing and, and a faith is very important. There are times my, in my own life that I never had faith for my healing. I didn't have faith. Because I've done everything I could and I didn't see any healing. And I'll share the story later. So that through faith, God heals. So remember your faith, it's your relationship with God. It's not formulas. Amen. If you want to just recite the scripture, Exodus 15, 26, I'm the Lord that heals. Exodus 15, 26, I'm the Lord that heals. I can train even a parrot to say that. Are you with me? Even a parrot can recite something. You can train people. I'm not talking about training people. I'm talking about, is God really my healer? And is that real conviction in the heart? And that comes in that relationship with Jesus Christ. Now you've got to understand, but remember that God is sovereign. And so he's not limited to methods. 
Amen? He's not limited. A lot of people look for methods. He's not limited to methods. If you're looking for methods, methods will fail you. Amen? So God, God is sovereign. He can heal you the way He wants to heal you. I'll show you a few things here. Sometimes Jesus spoke the word and there was healing. I'm giving you some scriptures there. Sometimes uh, sometime also he anointed a blind man's eyes with clay and the blind man received sight. It's like, uh, who is blind here? If you're blind here, you know, imagine if I come, oh, let me pray for you and I spit in the ground and make clay. Very unhygienic and especially today, it's very more unhygienic. Right? Jesus healed so differently. Even he used a shadow of Peter and the apron and the handkerchiefs from the body of Paul to heal the sick. So that what I'm talking about is there are so many different ways God moves. Yeah. Don't focus on the move, focus on the mover. Yeah. Yeah. Don't focus on the healing, focus on the healer. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. It is Christ who brings healing. So people today carry, you know, handkerchiefs. I don't know if you remember in the mid-90s, there were a lot of handkerchiefs going. There was a lot of um, uh, shoes, socks, no. But there was a lot of handkerchiefs and a lot of stuff going. Because God, you know what? It's, it's how God moves. It's God. Man can make a move too. But guess what? Anything man makes will dissipate. Elisha told Naaman, to go and wash himself in the river Jordan. How? I mean, it's like um, eczema. Eczema. And uh, if you have eczema, I'll say, hey, you know, why don't you go into Lake Taupo and uh, seven times dip yourself in Lake Taupo. Eczema, you will be healed. You, you know what? If that is true, Lake Taupo would be busy right now. And I would be putting an entry ticket there. You know? Uh, but but it's it's so many different. And that's what I'm trying to show you. There's so many different ways God heals. But you've got to understand God's healing is not just in the physical, but God also heals in the emotional, in the spiritual realm. Okay. So I want to bring in Sarah. Now Sarah is, uh, as I said, she's um, a student at Faith Bible College, and um, she was brought up in. Um, uh, in in Wellington, and uh, and so Sarah has found Christ. Come on, Sarah, uh, found Christ, and she's sort of learning more about Jesus Christ. She's got a powerful testimony, and she's got uh, two uh, two siblings. Yeah, and uh, so it's it's really really quite a powerful story she's got. So I'm going to ask her a few questions, and then uh, you know she can share how God's actually healed her and continuing to bring healing. So Sarah, um, hello. Hi. <laughs> you know, what Hi. was your upbringing like, Sarah? Tell us, tell us a bit about your upbringing. Um, from the age of about five, I had a very um, difficult upbringing. Um, I had parents who had a lot of issues, um, and we were a Christian family, um, but I didn't, yeah, I, I felt like um, there were a lot of things that went on. Um, we went without um, a lot of uh, material needs. Um, we also were emotionally and socially deprived. Um, we had almost no socialisation. 
Uh, we were undereducated um, in a homeschooling environment. And we also didn't have a proper diet. Um, just to illustrate a bit of why this went on, um, my parents were in the idea that God had a unique calling for us and that we had to sacrifice everything in our lives um, for the goals of the imagined ministry. So almost all household personal items were demonized and could not be touched or had to be removed from the house often so that their prayers for the world events would be answered. I felt that both of my parents were disconnected from who they were as parents. Emotionally, I was starved of attention and genuine relationship as well as parental guidance and life lessons. So you're saying that you've never been allowed to actually go and socialize with people? No. And kids? Yeah, if we, had to, we, if we did, we had to get prayed over and cleansed. Sorry? We, if we did say hello, we had to get prayed over and cleansed. So if you said hello to Tom, yeah, yeah. so you had to be prayed over and get cleansed <laughs> by God. Yes. I think that's a right now. Yeah. Yeah. And if it was a Christian, they, they were still demonized, so we had to get cleansed from that too. And if we went to church, oh, well, yeah. Who were, sorry? Christians. Christians were demonized. Yeah, apparently. Who's a Christian here? (laughs) Those that didn't raise their hand, you're liars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so for for me personally, it took a toll. Um, I was constantly having to use my mind to analyze and protect myself emotionally and spiritually. Um, from the abuse and manipulation. Um, And I also had to carry that burden for my siblings as well. So uh, it was too much for a child. And it did take a toll on me. So so you had from the age of, let's say, from five to how long? You had to live like this. Um, 20. 20. Mm -hmm. So from five to 20, no social interaction. No, I had no no friends. No friends. No. No proper education. No. And all Christians were demonized? Yeah. And you needed to be cleansed yourself every time you said hello to someone? Yeah. I'd get prayed over. Wow. And everything we ate and stuff had to be taken out of the house because it was demonized as well. So. Can you so, sorry, say that again slowly? Uh, everything, the household items, yeah, uh, food, clothing, stuff like that, had to be taken out of the house. Why? And some furniture as well because it was apparently demonized and it did stop your prayers. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So how has God helped you with your emotional scars? Because from age 5 to 20, that's intense, not have friends and to yeah. be to live in an environment, grow up in an environment like that. Mm. And, uh, it's an environment of fear and paranoia constantly and lots of rules. So if you break rules like walking on the floor with bare feet, then you'll get disciplined and stuff. So you always walk on eggshells in fear. Yeah. That's pretty tough, isn't it? Quite an emotional journey. So how has God helped you, you know, come out of those emotional scars and pain? Um, Well, just before things got really crazy, um, well, all of us, my siblings and I, we weren't Christian yet. We were very young. We were about five, four, and three. And um, I remember Jesus... um, visited me one night and I had a personal encounter with him and I actually didn't really know what Jesus was Um, and 
you know, because we were too young to be taught what that was. But Jesus came to me when I was five and he said um, that he was the Lord and Saviour, that I need salvation and forgiveness of sins. And I accepted him and I actually was able to understand what salvation is at that age just from his, yeah. his, the encounter with him. Yeah. And wow. so um, I knew that Jesus was real and that he was full of love and goodness and grace and that, um, and that kind of like kept me going through all that crazy legalism that we went through because um, I knew that and I really did know that Jesus was something different to what my mum was making him out to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was the difference between God and religion. Mm. Um, although I didn't really have that in the concept, I knew in my heart that mm. what that was. So how did that sort of help you? So you kind of broke away from that yeah. age 20, around age 20. Um, I kind of... Yeah, I mean, I, I I broke away from the family because well, my mum and dad left home. They left us in the parental home and my mum was in Auckland for four years and that's when we broke free and um, within a few weeks we were in church, part of a youth group, applying for jobs and getting enrolled at Polytech. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's a long, lifelong journey. I mean, mm-hmm. she's amazing, like 20 years of living in this emotional Torture. Mm. Can I call it torture? Yeah, it was because yeah. I had to go through a lot. Yeah. Emotional torture. And you come out in age 20 and you somehow, now you're entering into the real world, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, God's yeah. been sort of healing you in that. Yes. Yeah, it's great. that through so much healing, like so many prayers and um, so many like counseling sessions and talks with friends and flatmates and people in church. Yeah. Numerous amounts of time. Yeah, but you still have. I mean, you know, you, it's great, great that you, to be honest, mm. it's wonderful because y- you could be a victim, mm. kind of have that victim mentality, poor me mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm alone, I'm mistreated, and all that mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But God's brought the big healing in you, mm. and uh, not only that, that you've actually now in the last. So you're 28 now. Yeah. In the last eight years, you mm. broke free from that. Mm. You've made friends yeah. in the world. Mm-hmm. And now you're at a Bible college, yeah. studying about God yes. and knowing Christ. You're also engaged. Yeah. You know, that's pretty cool. And, you know, mm. talk about restoration. Yeah. Uh, only Christ can bring restoration. Yeah. Amen. Uh, you can. I give you permission to clap and bless God. You can do that. Jesus is worthy of our praise. Amen. So, Sarah, I know God's healed you. Mm. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. Okay. You've been with us for seven weeks or uh, six weeks now. You've got two more weeks to go and then you head back to faith yeah, yeah. to study. Great. Uh, we will miss you. But also, I've seen you too. You know, there are times where you're great. But at the same time, when phone rings, you know, you like... Yeah. The, so how how's this emotional healing? Because it's not just an overnight thing, right? Sometimes you continue to be pushed back into that. Yeah. How are you finding that? Well, I started off um, here focusing on that um, Jesus and, and and actually committing to um, finding out what it means to walk in His strength. And so um, I'm I've actually. Uh, tried a lot to put my eyes on him and on the things that are above which are of him rather than the things that are going around me um, 
on this earth or in this dark world, including what's happening in my family. And so having that heavenly mindset is getting me through. Um, and a lot of things that um, cause me pain or that things that resurface, um, I always sometimes take, like I take them to God, but he always like, he always responds and with uh, comfort and with guidance. And he would just like open my eyes to things that um, in the Bible or what I'm learning or um, through what people are saying to me or words of encouragement. And um, it always like connects together and it shows me that he's with me where he's guiding me through this. Mm. Um, yeah, and he also carries the burdens for me. So I know that when I'm feeling it, I feeling like I'm carrying it and I've, I've been almost like brainwashed to train and trained to carry these things from a young age. So I have to keep releasing it to him. So that um, I don't have to carry those things. Mm, yeah, that's good. And um, and when it comes to like the mind and the thoughts and the feelings that come back, a lot of times, well, sometimes it's legit and it's human feelings. Um, but sometimes it's also not. And um, it's God that guides me to um, differentiate between whether it's not human and whether it's the enemy. And so I have to. Um, surrender those things to him and keep every thought captive because um, you know if we don't do that it can ch- it can actually rob us of our joy and identity in Christ mm. um, talking about the yeah. identity because you had a revelation from God last Sunday yeah can you tell me a bit of that about that your identity and what so two Peter chapter uh, two one to nine yeah first yeah um, for we are a royal priesthood, a holy people that we should be, uh, yeah, that we are set apart so that we should give glory to the Lord and we are translated from darkness to his glorious light. And I think that how I see it in my life is I am a child of God and what happens um, in the dark and in this earth is actually not not for me. It's actually it's actually it's nothing compared to what he has for me. And so I should be living in the heavenly mindset with all the things that God has purpose for me, which is like from heaven. Mm. And so that's why I see it as that, like we are a heavenly priesthood. Mm. So we should be living in that mindset. That's good. And if I don't keep my eyes on Jesus, then I lose, I lose vision and sight of where he's taking me. So I always have to keep my eyes on him. And, um, and that's what makes me not a victim, but a overcomer. It's good, yeah. wow. Thank you. That's good, eh? That's what it does make a victim, but an overcomer. Wow. Yeah. You said something about forgiveness. Mm. And I did write it down here. Yeah. So what was that about last Sunday? About talking well, about I've breakthrough? St- I'm, st- I'm still going through the process of forgiveness. Um. And I know that God has, like, given me breakthrough, um, but there's still more to go, and that's where, you know, forgiveness brings complete breakthrough. I need to really work on that because if you don't, you can't get that full breakthrough without forgiveness. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I did write it down here, what she said. She goes, forgiveness. She goes, you can't get full breakthrough if you don't forgive. Yeah, and also if you don't face your pain as well. Come on. Yeah. You should preach. Mm. Thank yeah. you. It's good. You know, that's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. Identity crisis is so huge, but 
You know, God brings healing internally as well. Yeah. There has to be an internal healing. Yeah. And Romans 12, 2 says, by the renewing of your mind. Mm. And I think we see a testimony of renewing of her mind. And uh, when Sarah shared a testimony to us at, uh, with uh, Joseph and um, Paulina in our house, we invited them over for lunch. And man, it was a powerful Holy Spirit time. And, uh, mm. and some stuff um, Sarah shared was quite intense too, you know. It's a mum. You expect safety next to your mum, with your mum. Uh, but to go through this, it's surreal. Uh, but praise God, we've got a faithful father. Mm. Amen. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Give her a big hand, please. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you very much. And, um, you know, praise God for that. Because we can sit there as a victim. And kind of have that poor, poor me attitude. Uh, and what Sarah went through, part of me does feel, wow, poor Sarah. You know, that's tough. But praise God. Yeah. Amen. Because he brings restoration. He brings healing. He brings breakthrough. You know, to have a breakthrough, you need to be broken in order to have a breakthrough. We all want breakthrough, but we don't want to be broken. Unless and until the ugliness comes out when our heart's broken, there's no breakthrough. Amen. And so I have a scripture here. It says Proverbs 17, 22. A cheerful heart is good medicine. But a crossed spirit dries up the bones. Amen. A cheerful heart is a good medicine, but a crossed spirit dries up the bones. It's so important to have a cheerful heart. And you can't put it on. <laughs> Amen. You can throw scriptures at people. I'm telling you, you all lot of knowledge in you people. But I'm saying, guess what? Your knowledge has to translate in your heart. If not, there's no breakthrough. So a cheerful heart is a good medicine. But a crossed spirit dries up the bones. And I want to share my testimony very briefly with my leg. And I, as you, some of you know, that amputation, the, I mean, I had DVT, misdiagnosed, and uh, a big swelling, tissues falling out, rotten tissue. I couldn't stand for more than five minutes. I couldn't sit for more than five minutes. If I sat at a table, it stunk like dead, dead meat. It was pretty bad. Two inches off my finger would, uh, would easily go into my leg because there's nothing there. And basically all this because the blood was flowing down, but the blood, impure blood was not pumping back to the heart. So my plumbing system had a blockage. And because doctors misdiagnosed it, and today we want to blame people, but I want to say, yes, doctors didn't diagnose right. And in India, you don't have grants. You have to pay to see specialists. You have to pay money, a lot of money. And we spent a lot of money, but there was no healing. And so here I am sitting down miserable. Yes, I have my sickness as an 18 year old. You, you know, you want to go experience life and all that stuff. But mentally, there was like, God doesn't love me. People don't love me. People, people me, labeled me. They said, I live in sin. God's cursed me. And when I played with a little kid, there came mums in church came and pulled the kid away from me. Talk about rejection and all that. There was a stigma that I was cursed. 
And so I think, why bother living life? I might as well kill myself. I was suicidal. I had a lot of healers come touch me. And I'm not bragging this, but I want to say, even Reinhard Bonnke put his hand on me. And I was not healed. So what I'm trying to say, it's not Reinhard Bonnke. It is God, the healer. I'm just trying to throw that out there. It because it's, you see, in all these messy situations, physically, because God still heals you physically today. God still heals you emotionally today. Look at a testimony. God can tra- transform your life. And with my own leg, you know, amputation, my classmates prayed for me for three days fasting, two days. And on the third day at Faith Bible College, they put me on a hot seat and they prayed for me. One moved with the word of knowledge and, um, and she said, Peter, you were kicking something. And of course, it was a spiritual attack and a spirit entered into me. You know, I didn't know that. I was 18. I didn't know that. And there is, what I'm trying to say is there are a lot of spiritual attacks that goes on without you knowing. And what happens is, it says, blame the doctor. You know, blame your parents. The way you are, blame your parents. Blame your society. You know, but I tell you what, healing comes from Jesus Christ. And these guys laid hands on me and they prayed for me. What didn't happen for four years and now God brings healing over my leg. Tissue is growing. Uh, fresh tissue. It's miraculous. I mean, my friend Jai was here. He was just talking about it last, uh, last Sunday when we were catching up for lunch. And uh, I used to inject and all those things. He's seen it. But I'm really a living testimony. Why I'm saying that without taking too much time is God can bring healing to your body. So these are not just concepts. God is a healer. It's the truth. So if you want healing, you come to Jesus. Only He can bring healing. You know, where did I go? There are times where we need to search our hearts. Acknowledge of any sins. We do need to forgive people. If you don't forgive, imagine if you don't forgive your mom, you're going to live with bondage in your life. That's the truth. Break from any allegiance, from having any evil stuff. I, w- I remember when I was so angry when I walked away from God and all that. I was trying to connect with dead spirits. I did all those kind of crazy things. I had to be broken from all those things. Ungodly relationships. Renounce anything ungodly. Ask God to cleanse your body, soul and your spirit. We can do all this because only when you forgive people... Ask God to cleanse your body. Ask God to bring healing to you. Invite the Holy Spirit in your life. Invite Jesus in you. He brings healing. He does. He's a God who heals. Just two weeks ago, I've been going through some stuff in my stomach. I don't know what's happening, but there's tremendous amount of pain. The only way I can cut the pain out is taking a codeine. That's how I can take the pain away. I thought, okay, I'm going to ask the interns to lay hands on me and pray for me. So Joseph and Paulina did a bit of a shaka banda kind of, you know, and it was great. And they prayed for me. And I tell you, I did not experience any pain. So why I'm saying that, you're gonna, Joseph was like, you can ask me to pray for you? I'm like, yes, aren't you anointed by God? 
Come lay hands on me. It didn't just bring healing to me. It brought confidence to them in Christ. And so yesterday, it was a Friday, they laid hands on me again and they're praying against the pain and all that. And God's doing good things. I don't want to make this into, God healing, you know. No, God can bring healing. He can just bring healing. Come on, Rupert. Let's have a little bit of worship. We're going to sing Waymaker. And as we sing that, look, if you want prayer for healing, just come forward. Chris, I want you to come up, please, Chris Starenberg. If you can come up, I want you to lay hands on people and pray for healing. And uh, with me, I want the elders here too with me, please. If you can stand and the, and, um, the pastoral team. But if you have healing, just come forward. Amen. Just come forward for healing. We've got some prayer and oil. We want to anoint you with oil. We want to pray for healing. God is not author of pain. Sickness is not in God. There's no sickness in God. But he can use your sickness for his glory. But he's a God who heals. Amen. And today, this is not just physical healing prayer. This is also emotional. We've been tormented by the devil in the name of depression. It's a spirit. We're tormented by the devil in the name of schizophrenia. You be tormented by devil in the name of anxiety. There is a tremendous amount of people who are going through these issues. There's one lady that I'm praying for every day. She's got such paranoia. At Auckland Hospital, they are, the only way they can give her any sort of respite, not healing, any respite, is to put sh- shocks on her brain. And it helps her for a couple of days and then she's back into it again. But the only breakthrough and healing is found in Jesus Christ. So we're going to sing this song. If you want prayer and healing, please come forward. And allow God to bring healing to your body, to your spirit. Those addictions, those bondages. Be broken over our lives.